Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter and I am the leader of St Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St Helier. We want to take the Bible apart and see what's really in there, going beyond the face value to dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So, if you're ready, let's go. Well, hello Ray, how are you today? I'm alright, thank you. Good, and welcome to everyone listening. Um, We're on episode four um, of our podcast, but we've actually only just finished recording episode three. Um, Ray is actually off on holiday on Sunday, aren't you Ray? I am, for the first time, first time off the rock in four years. Anywhere nice? We're going to Tenerife. Tenerife, excellent. A direct flight. Um, wow. I'm due, with the weather forecast this coming weekend, and, um, I hope it's all right at the airport. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, Jersey's so temperamental. Yeah, there we are. Um, well... It's going to be tricky because we're going to talk about the subject that I'm going to be preaching on on Sunday, but it is going to be a family talk, um, but it's interesting doing it this way around. I'm just so glad that we can we can record your take on it before you go, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Don't sort of subconsciously try not to unwrap it too much before um, you prepare for Sunday. Yeah, I, w- I will try, but actually I'm very relieved and I'm glad to get your take on it because... It's a family service. I'm not going to be able to go into the depth of it um, that I maybe would, would normally. So it's really, I'm really, really glad that we're able to do this before you go. So um, we're on John chapter 12, yep. verses 1 to 11. Yep. Uh, and this is Jesus's anointed at Bethany, um, you know, very, very well-known story. But yeah, for those who, who don't know it, John chapter 12, verses 1 to 11. So, Ray, what's your take? Right. This isn't the only similar incident. There had been one earlier recorded where a, a woman of ill repute, I think we used to refer to, didn't we, who anointed Jesus um, in, on a previous occasion. But this is rather more intimate in the relationship because Jesus clearly it seems spent quite a bit of time with Lazarus, Mary and Martha Um, and it was therefore perhaps more significant. Interesting family isn't it? It's the three siblings, Lazarus, Mary and Martha We have reference to them in their particular characteristics and behaviour patterns. Um, We have reference to Jesus' time spent with them. And we find that Mary um, was one who spent much of her time listening to Jesus. She was clearly very sensitive to what he was saying. Um, She hung on his every word it would seem and whereas Martha was much more about keeping the house clean than doing the daily chores um, and complained about Mary's inactivity in her view um, at one particular point. Such an interesting parallel isn't it? It Yeah, (laughs) what's most important in life? 
Um, maybe it's a question of ensuring that we focus on both, I don't know. Yeah. But in this instance, I think it adds to the credibility and the reliability of the story when you know the characters of the people involved. Um, we, we know that they were very special to Jesus, and um, we, we know that it's highly appropriate that Mary should use the anointing process that she did in this context. And clearly, it was perceived to be, um, in the overall planning of God, anticipatory in context of his upcoming crucifixion. Um, and that was the indicate, this is what was indicated in that process. So what do you take on um, you know, Judas uh, and his response? Yeah, that, that is interesting, isn't it? Um, that he, um, he's, he's more concerned, I mean, Mary was, concerned to hear the words of Jesus. Martha was concerned to keep the house tidy, and Judas was concerned to keep her, the family purse in good order, um, making sure they didn't overspend. And so he, he would appear from this and other instances we read of, that he was sort of a treasurer to the, um, the followers of Jesus. Um, and it's quite interesting that he seems to have really got um, absorbed with that, and that was his priority, to make sure they um, didn't dip too far in, into the coffers that he was seeing accumulated. But I can kind of, in, in one respect, I can understand what he's saying, because, oh, yeah. you know, a year's wages for a labourer, you know, what might we equate that to now? I don't know. Tens of thousands of pounds yeah. worth of nard. Yeah. If it was to... I mean, this, this is the same question throughout history. Um, yes, but are you going to use it for that? And it would appear with Judas that there was not only was he the treasurer, he was also the fiddler. And he would appear to fiddle the books. Mm. Um, so he misused the resources that, for which he was responsible um, and sadly was a very bad example um, and the way he was dealt with subsequently indicated the seriousness of his behaviour sadly. Ray I know you don't you never like to infer in the word of God no. so do you think Mary had any inclination of what was going to happen to Jesus and that's why she used anointing oil, which was a burial, or, or you know, anointing for burial oil. Or do you think it was just an extravagant act of love and devotion? I would go for the latter. Um, I don't see any confirmation that she had any particular ins insight into what was about to happen. Um, others had a determination... Maybe she got a whisper of that, but that I don't see as her motivation. Her motivation was an expression of devotion, extravagant devotion, 
and devotion can be extravagant and is allowed to be. Um, and I think sometimes we are very restrained in our devotion and she challenges that in this instance. And also Jesus does, in a way, do you think, in verse 8, yeah. he says, you'll always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. And so, would you agree he's suggesting that he's, that act is... He's saying that is totally acceptable. He's saying it's not only acceptable, it's appropriate. That, that Mary would dare to hold Jesus higher in higher esteem than the poor. That mm. she is giving that massive sacrifice to him. And we, we refer to a sacrifice of praise in the Psalms, don't we? Um, as if our, our worship our devotion, our love for our Lord should be sacrificial. It should verge on pain because it has such an impact on us. Um, and <clears throat> this, in a sense, is an expression of the same thing. It, it was costly, very costly, and that highlights it, doesn't it? That devotion to our Lord is highly costly. And if it isn't, it's rather wishy-washy. And sometimes you come away from a worship event feeling, oh, that was a bit wishy-washy, which is sad. Um, and we know ourselves that there are times when we go deep, when we go extravagant, there are times when we hold back. I read one commentator's remark that it is costly, but it's according to her means. And so, maybe you don't agree with it, but there's, a, there's an almost implication that it's about giving and giving, the, the cost should be on us, but according to our means, we give in different ways. She had the means to, to do that. Others may give in other ways, but there's... Well, for me, I, I don't think of the costliness of the actual... Um, stuff used. Um, I'm thinking more of the um, spiritual costliness of deep devotion to our Saviour, of which this is an expression. See, it, I don't think it's simply the, the matter of pouring on oil or whatever the substances all came up, you know, resulted in. Um, I, I think it's more from the heart. It's an expression of her devotion. And it fits her character, as we've said. Yes. But that's her. That's how she expresses herself. And there ought to be that freedom within our lives and hearts to express our devotion to our Lord. In quite a reckless way, really. Yeah, yeah. Extravagant. Extravagant, reckless, abandoning of, of yeah. protocol. and. not care what the others thought. <laughs> yeah. Why should you? There's a challenge there. I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, when was the last time I did an act like that, where I didn't care what others may have thought? And yeah. What would you say then Would you is a key thing to take from this? Is it that or something else? No, I, I, I think we should know the real liberty of expressing our devotion for our Lord. Um, he, he loves to hear it. He loves to see it. It's vital that we are free to express that in our 
relationship with our Lord. Not all the time. It's not a constant. This is a special event that's mm. recorded for a special purpose to encourage the people of God in the freedom to express their devotion to their Lord. After all, how much has he done for us? How much has he given for us? He gave his life. And in this context, that fits. And so how does the sacrifice of praise fit in then? So this is a costly act. And you referred to the Psalms before the sacrifice of praise. So not always, but often, we're saying there's a, there's a cost. There's a cost involved. It may not be um, material or monetary cost, but there will, it will be costly. It is always going to be costly to follow Christ. And that, I think that is something here that, that's woven into this whole approach, that we, we want a soft option in being Christ followers, an easy way. Absolutely. There isn't, there isn't one. It's a hard path sometimes. It costs. But then we have a heart like Mary. It doesn't matter. The reckless abandon, the, we feel the, the full experience of following Christ in our lives. It's a, it becomes a joy. Yeah. But it comes out of a, a heart that loves, cares, honours, worships. There's a whole there's a whole life attitude being teased open here in this passage. Hmm. Really interesting. Ray, thank you so much for your take on that. Not at all. Look forward to the next one. We do hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media. And please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have. Thanks for listening and see you next time.